Hi, I'm Patricia Cornwell, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show with the wonderful Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. I went to a marvelous party. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine, you first, Eric. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. No, there's actually a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, no, no. We're going to take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to the live cast of The Dinner Party Show for October 26th, 2014. And tonight, we will not be discussing last night's shallow, unfunny, cold open on Saturday Night Live, which stoked uninformed fears about the Ebola epidemic for cheap laughs, and listed a litany of made-up Fox Noise controversies as if they were legitimate, proven criticisms of the Obama administration. Ouch, babe. Oh, SNL, we'd like to accuse you of pandering partisanship, but we really think this is just another case of New York believing itself to be the center of the universe. Mm. So let us remind you, the Ebola death death toll in the United States stands at one. And the Ebola death toll in West Africa stands at just under 5,000, possibly many more. But the last time we checked, West Africa was not a stop on the F train. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Two snaps headed east. <laughs> All right. We also have nothing to say about Renee Zellweger's face. No. Because A, glass houses. Girl. And B, who cares? Mm-hmm. We will just take a second to point out that, as usual, the media falls for it again. Renee looks different, but great. And she's managed to be the lead story on every entertainment program for a week and scored front page, front page coverage in the New York Times without having to masturbate with a foam finger or give Robin Thicke a lap dance on an aging music awards program in desperate need of a facelift of its own. Ouch. So congratulations to Renee. We will let her decide what the accolades are for. Mm -hmm. And to the media, we ask, are you a willing dupe or just a dupe? 
but not one more word about Renee's face. Not one more. Also not being discussed on tonight's show, any reality television producer who expresses shock and outrage when a member of the low-income family they manipulated into humiliating themselves on national TV consorts with or does something criminal. Gasp. Since most reality show producers would film someone eating their own young if they thought it would get them ratings, (laughs) we're not going to say anything on the topic except... Express concern for any child caught in the crossfire of their parents' awful decisions regarding potential boyfriends and potential television contracts. Adieu, honey boo boo. Here's hoping you save some of that money for college. Bonsoir. (laughs) (sighs) Also, we simply cannot bring ourselves to mention the name of the latest crackpot right-wing nut has-been political smut peddler trading on his vague connection to former President Reagan to disgrace the office and the presidency by suggesting that states opposed to equal rights for all Americans, especially the gay ones for some reason, should secede from the union, all in an effort to sell his shitty books. (laughs) To all you secessionist morons out there, despite the overwhelming evidence against this ill-informed solution to enforce your personal bigotry, we would point out two things. Mm -hmm. One, Mm -hmm. you probably can't afford it. (laughs) Only about a dozen states actually pay more in federal taxes than they take in in federal benefits, and only one of the 12 is potentially in your base, and it's so not Texas. And two, the Civil War. Remember how that turned out? So, secessionist shit sticks... (laughs) The next time some other American being allowed the same rights as you gets your stars and bars striped panties in a bunch, remember, there are plenty of countries in the world that do not believe in civil rights for anyone. Mm -hmm. This just isn't one of them. And maybe that's not such a bad thing. I'm going to start saying secessionist shit sticks, but I'm not going to be able to say it five times fast. Also not being discussed on tonight's show, Alvin Cross Jr. of Albany, Georgia, who accidentally texted his probation officer... A request for marijuana. Whoops. Which promoted a raid of his home. <laughs> which party. uncovered a bag of cocaine. Which so wasn't enough? Why the fuck did he need the marijuana? I have no idea. We will, however, suggest that if you're going to commit a criminal act, especially when you're on probation, don't fucking text about it beforehand. Good, good tip. Haven't you ever accidentally sent a dick pic to your attorney? No. Well, all right then, but the point remains the same. Okay, sure. Um... We also want to take the fewest possible words to congratulate Idaho State Senator Steve Vick for agreeing with me. What? Senator Vick apparently believes, as I do, that opportunistic religious ass-acres like himself, who want to play the marriage as a sacred religious institution card in their transparent attempt to use God to justify their hatred, bigotry, and anti-Americanism, should do away with all state support of marriage. I couldn't agree more. I think the Pope should decide who gets your house when you split up with your wife. The tag... Ted Haggart should work out your custody agreement and that adulterers should totally be stoned to death in accordance with Leviticus. And if that's not what you mean when you try to blame your bullshit on your sacred religious beliefs, then shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. As for everything else, it's still on the table on tonight's live cast of The Dinner Party Show. Hi, I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and The Vines, the new thriller for my co-host Christopher Rice, is now on sale at thedinnerpartyshow.com and from Amazon. It's the dark, suspenseful tale of a young woman who awakens a sinister force from the soil underneath her restored plantation home 
outside New Orleans. Buy it if you dare. How is that? Uh, maybe more Russian. Russian? Nothing in the book is Russian. Well, I know, but it's kind of a fun accent. I'm leaving. Okay, maybe do it like you're being eaten by a plant? Yeah, still leaving. That's the promo, Brandon. Clean it up and put it on the feed. I'll be at lunch. Whatever. Okay, The Vines, my latest supernatural thriller featuring killer plants, crazy ghosts, and a whole lot of suspense. It's now on sale at thedinnerpartyshow.com and from Amazon, with no help from Eric Shaw Quinn. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors (laughs) d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And we're so excited because Jenny Johnson is here. Oh my God. Christopher, I just can't believe Christopher can even stay seated in a chair. I'm so starstruck. The greatest day in my Twitter career was when Jenny Johnson followed me. When we started doing this show... I, a number of years ago, I never do the 30, math. To 30, see. 40 years ago. Yeah, it seems like a really long time. Like Christopher started talking about Jenny coming on I, the show. I think we should have Jenny Johnson on the show. We that should have Jenny Johnson on the show. Started almost immediately. Jenny and yeah. now she's here. And now we're she's not, here. we've actually locked the doors and we're not going to let her leave. No, we're not going to. We're getting her drunk in the lobby. So that's that by right. the time she comes on the show, she'll be good and wasted, which we know her fans will love. And then we'll just tie her up and break her out every week when it's time to do the Absolutely. show. <laughs> It'll be the dinner party show with special guest Jenny Johnson. Permanent. Um, we do want to say we have some fun uh, voicemails, questions that came through on our party line. Jesse Colton has crafted a dinner party show quiz. Oh my God, it's amazing. Uh, we are Shay Butters is posting that on our Facebook page right now. We hope, Shay, that you're doing your job and sharing that quiz with everybody. We are so honored that you took the time to make that quiz uh, for us, and um, we got most of the questions wrong, and that's just kind of about our own fucking show. So I don't know why that is, but Jesse has apparently been listening well, more closely. Well, I don't closely. listen to this show. <laughs> I, uh, I listen to it in the shower, and it's always some fucking promo for one of my books, so I just in turn it shower. off. In the shower? What are you doing when you wireless, listen to this show? I have a wireless speaker, and it takes me a long time to shave mm. my legs and butt. Uh-huh. Um, That's uh, what's going on. Duncan Ballard called in and asked if we are going to be in costume on Sunday, November 9th, when we are doing our live on location show at BentCon. I'll be coming as Christopher Rice. I'll be coming as Eric Shaw Quinn's so you, tall friend. You just you won't know who who's who. It'll be a total. It'll total be like mystery. twins. With, yes. No, no, I'm twins. Sorry, twins. Uh, we will we will be dressed as the hosts of the dinner party show, which is I mean we're, how we're dressed right now. As I look sort of like you know, I'm in a shirt that I'm kind of too old for, and you look very tasteful. And for Halloween. We'll be, oh, um, right. We will be getting up. We will be getting all dressed up for the uh, Lestat Coronation Ball in That's New Orleans. That's right. That is this Friday, Halloween night in New Orleans. And I think we have decided, we talked it over, we have decided to go in black tie because it is a coronation ball after all. In fact, that's all I'm wearing, just a black tie. And it, it, actually, I believe we are going to see a number of party people at the Lestat Coronation oh, Ball. Excellent. I don't know exactly who just yet, but I'll I I'll be the seen, one in the black tie. He'll be in the black tie and the... What was your original you called and said, well, what should I wear to this <laughs> Lestat Ball? And I said, well, people don't wear like traditional Halloween costumes. It's sort of like... And I said, so not a bag of French fries. And then I didn't think I've spent every day since imagining Eric as a bag of French fries. I may actually wear a bag of French fries. I think it'll work out. And we're also going to be doing the show live from New Orleans. Well, not live. Not live. We'll be doing a wrap-up show from after the post-ball coverage 
from uh, New, New Orleans. Yes, we're going to sit down from with a my... secret location somewhere in New Orleans. <laughs> Otherwise known as my mother's hotel room, but we're not going to tell you where that room is. Um, but we are going to sit down with her the day after the ball and, and record the post-ball report and talk about who wore what and who got uh, given the dark gift and all that good stuff. Right, so that should be fun. And then BenCon, as you mentioned yes. earlier, is the following weekend. So it's just nothing but excitement around here at the Dinner Party Show. Well, I, I do have to say my book is doing pretty well. Oh, my God. Yeah. It just keeps rocketing up the list. It does. You finally got sick of it. I would text you the new sales rank, and, and you finally said last night, insert adjective of joy and, and pride here, <laughs> which was very sweet because you had done, woohoo, motherfucker, right. oh, I my God. I literally had run out of, like, it just kept getting better, and there was a point after which I didn't know what else positive to say, so I just thought I would you know, go generic. Well, speaking of something to say, because we have such a big guest on tonight, all our special correspondents wanted to file reports, and it looks like we are going back to the Poison Creek Mall with Miss Jonelle Sam for that seasonal uh, touch that yeah. she, only Jonelle can bring. Let's find out right now. Welcome back to Live from Poison Creek with Jonelle Sams, with guest appearances by Pearl Bevalve from the Louisiana Oyster Board, reminding us that you can't spell oyster or October without an R. Wyatt Louder, choir director of Mega Baptist Church, is here with tips on the spookiest choral music for Halloween. And the cast of the Patchwork Players will be here to perform the haunting Tevia's dream from Fiddler on the Roof because it was the only song from that show that had anything to do with Halloween because it has ghosts in it. And now, here's Jonelle. Hi, this is Jonelle Sams live from Poison Creek Mall with a special Halloween edition of Live from Poison Creek. Joining me today with Halloween safety tips is Poison Creek Deputy Lonita Womack. Welcome to Live from Poison Creek, Lonita. Thank you, Jonelle. It's a pleasure to be here, ma'am. Heavens, Lonita, there's no need to be so formal, Lonita. And I have been neighbors for many years. She and her roommate, Bernice, moved in a couple of doors down from Merle and me just a few years after we moved Miss Sam's into the garage apartment and started keeping house in Merle's family home. It was a happy day, Miss Jonelle. It makes us feel so much more secure with Bernie and Lonnie just a couple of doors down. It has been my personal pleasure to make my... My home so near a fine lady as yourself, Miss Jonelle. Oh, brother. Kayate. That woman. Is she bothering you, Miss Jonelle? Now, don't you worry about it, Lonita. Well, I do, Miss Jonelle. I do worry about you being in the public eye like you are. Well, aren't you sweetie? <laughs> so, we are here today to talk about a topic that is on everyone's mind at this time of year. Safety. Well, I wish that was true, Miss Jonelle. I'm sorry to tell you, but many people use Halloween as an excuse to skirt the law and engage in risky behavior. Do tell, Lonita. Well, Miss Jonelle, there's all manner of mischief afoot on All Hallows' Eve. Crime runs the gamut from innocent troublemaking like ring and run to more serious criminal behavior like cow tipping. Lance. But by far the biggest Halloween crime surge that we experience is vandalism. Everything from TP parties to malicious destruction of private property. Lord 
D sounds worse than Mardi Gras. Well, it can be, though thankfully the crowds are smaller. Right after sunset, the trick-or-treat traffic gets pretty fierce. It does, it does. Well, Deputy... It tickles me that you call me that, Miss Joni. Well, aren't you sweet, Deputy? <laughs> what can we do to keep safe at such a risky time of year? Well, Miss Jonell, you can just come right over to the house and I'll be happy to look after you. <laughs> you are such a good neighbor, though I have to say that most of the things you described happen at your house. Well, law enforcement often draws a lot more of the tricks than the treats on Halloween. I'll say your place always looks like the paper mill threw up on it. And there was that one time that someone painted that strange thing about eating carpet on your garage door. Yes, ma'am. The story has a happy ending, though. I caught that little Boudreaux boy literally red-handed. He had paint all over him, and he's been doing our yard work ever since. First by court order, and now because we're good friends. Well, other than court-ordered yard work, what are some other safety tips? you might have for us. Well, I think it's a good idea to go on ahead and make sure to pick all the gourds and tomatoes and such before the 30th. Mm -hmm. No need to put temptation in the hands of little hellions mm -hmm. looking for something to throw. Mm -hmm. Same goes for decorative stone and rocks in the garden. Very sensible. Put the livestock up. Again, you're just tempting fate. Mm. And make sure the gates and doors are secure. You could spend all Saints Day chasing up your chickens. Oh, and what about things like poison candy or worse, pens or razor blades? Two things. One, poison is actually worse than pens or even razor blades. You don't say. Well, it is poisonous. Good point. And two, there has never actually been a real case of someone putting razor blades in candy. Talk about trick or treat. Even so, just to put the public's mind at rest, we were able to get one of those airport screener things with the help of a grant from Homeland Security. Now all we need is an airport. Well, until we get one, it's the perfect way to make sure Halloween candy is safe. We also got a tank from that same Homeland Security grant program. Well, I feel safer already. Yes, mobile artillery does put your mind at ease, doesn't it? Too true, Deputy. <laughs> you. Any other Halloween safety tips for us today? Well, the usual common sense sort of things. Try not to set the house on fire. Always a good thought. I love a jack-o'-lantern, and a big bonfire can set the mood. But too much of a good thing, and you'll be toasting marshmallows in the living room. Fire safety is so important. Keep the kids out out of traffic, for God's sake. And if you've got the spirit in you, stay off the roads, on foot or behind the wheel. It's hard enough to see all those kids running around in dark, spooky costumes as it is, let alone with a skin full of Jack Daniels. Bless them. But the single most important Halloween tip I have is to have a lot of good wrapped chocolate candy on hand when the little monsters arrive. You can avoid the tricks if you're quick with the treats. Very good advice on how to avoid tricks, Deputy. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, Miss. Joe Neal, it is a personal honor for me to be of service to you in any way I can. And being on your show is a special... Deputy, spe someone pre-painted your patrol car. Tis the season. Lupe. Lupe. Captain Lupe, I have to ask you to stop bothering Miss Joe Neal. What are you going to do about... <laughs> Are you crazy, you gonna I am a law enforcement officer, and you need to show respect for the uniform at least. Mm, I don't see this ending well. So, before I go find my gun, on behalf of all of us at Live from Poison Creek, we want to wish you... Happy Halloween! 
Let her. her. She ruined my life. I never. Of all the things. Oh, you. You're listening to Live from Poison Creek with Jonelle Sams. Coming up, girls wrestling coach, women's mixed martial arts star, and Jonelle Sams' next-door neighbor, Bernice Cluchet, stops by to offer up some easy self-defense tips to subdue and possibly paralyze armed attackers with your bare hands. But first, a word from our proud sponsors at Poison Creek Mall. Poison Creek Mall. It's less dangerous here, usually. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where the soup is hot, but the heads are hotter. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And we are joined at long last. The wait is over. The bedazzled cowgirl is here in studio, and she is taking, <laughs> taking a, a selfie. And I'm wearing a bow tie, too. <laughs> and she I is brought it. Jenny Johnson. Yeah. The kids love Thanks. Jenny. I'm so happy about The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Are you, even yeah. though you're from Texas? I love that song, though. I yeah. like Charlie Daniels. Yeah, it was great. I, we almost didn't play the whole thing because we wanted to allow as much time as possible for you to use dirty words on our show. <laughs> That's my favorite thing ever. I know, right? right? I love it. I get very excited about it. I mean, there's no censoring here, so... You know, my mom told me that it doesn't make me sound smart, Mm -hmm. but it makes me sound cool. Did she think that? (laughs) That's what I told her. Yeah, she tells me that all the time. No, did she say the part about it making you sound cool? No, I said that back to her. That sounds like a Jenny Johnson And then I was like, burn! Suck it, mom! (laughs) Showed her. So, wait, so you're in L.A. now. I are, yeah. Okay, what's going on? What are you doing out She's here? She's right here across the uh, well, I know, I live she, here now. She I've moved been living here. here for a year. You moved here a year ago. Were you asked to leave Texas? No. They they were. Just, they tried to keep me. Oh. Yeah. They, they very was like popular. tax breaks and a special yeah. economic zone. Yeah. Jenny, the Jenny Johnson yeah. economic zone. I kept things fresh there. You know? <laughs> I would say that at least. Yes. Definitely freshening up uh, Texas one day at a time. I do miss it, but I love it out here. I have to say it's it's so nice in LA. The weather's good. The yeah, you know, it's just nice. Like I feel better here because I think I feel healthier just being able to walk around, take my dogs to dog parks. It's a much dog friendlier place. Oh yeah. I mean, Texas isn't as dog friendly. Well, it's that not. That surprises it's me. It's not a walking city. Oh yeah, you're 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 in Houston. Yeah. yeah, so you have to drive a solid 25 minutes to get to, get to a dog anywhere. Park. Yeah, <laughs> and so for like being out here, I mean, I, I live in the hills. There's dog parks literally across the street. There's right. canyons to take them. So yeah, that's pretty great. I can't complain. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, you could. Oh, oh what's the Point. Okay. Well, God invented Twitter. Twitter is yes. for complaining about. I was I don't think, complain. I was thinking I about this about you and Twitter because mm-hmm. it's like there are two Twitters, right? There is constant outrage politics cause Twitter with the oh. hashtags that are about let's gang up on this person who said something we don't like, and then there's Jenny Johnson making Twitter, fun of all of those, people. which yeah. is making fun of everything. And, and I like Jenny Johnson. Twitter, See, to, to me, column A is like the vagina dryer of. <laughs> life like anyone that goes look it's like the kid you know that your parents would make you invite to your birthday party when you were it's the one and now they have twitter and it's like this is why you didn't get the fucking invite you suck but everybody that just waits to see 
that one word that's going to set them off. Right. It doesn't matter the context. There's some people that just strictly just want to be mad. Right. For the sake of being mad. Right. Right. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with anything. Like I was, I'm friends with Chrissy Teigen Mm -hmm. and she just like took a break from Twitter because during, you know, this Canadian shooting. insane. All she wrote was like, you know, active shooter in Canada, or as we call it in America, Wednesday. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. It's and like mocking been, America and saying, there have been yes. Two mass shootings in America since yes, it's the a, shooting. She wasn't saying anything that no. wasn't untrue. And went oh, they were like, nuts. you fucking hate Canadians. You're gun. You're like, yeah. maybe you should stick to, you know, I hope you and your, you know, calling her husband a faggot. And, wow. Yeah, I mean, just like threatening she, her life. She started and, retweeting oh the things that people were saying to her. Yeah. And, you know, like, look, I've had that happen to me. Right. Yeah. All the time. But, <laughs> that's what she I, calls Wednesday. That's what I call Wednesday. But, like, I could look at it and go, okay, I'm being threatened by 13, 14 year old, you know, kids who can barely write. Right. And most of it just made me sad. Like, this is our future. Amazing. Well, it, here's the, it's interesting too. We talk about this a lot on the show because we're an internet radio show and we do a lot of our business on the we internet. Are? That, yes, we are. That's oh, why we can say anything, Eric. This is the no interweb. Idea. The FCC would have pulled our asses off before now. But um, it's like, do you think it's like 10 people in their basement that are writing this hateful, evil stuff? I think it's like the people who would go to a restaurant and then go home and write a Yelp review. <laughs> like who would do that even if you hated the food wouldn't you just go well, I'm not going to go back there right <laughs> it's, it's the people who believe their opinion and what they write right. is so important right. that everyone's going to go like I think people think they are way more important most people think they are way more important than they really are and well, I guess the internet yeah. gives them a way of reinforcing it's their parents, that it's like, their parents fault it's their parents their it's parents always should tell our them parents they, they're fault. worthless pieces of shit <laughs> That's what parents. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do. The child children with yeah. Jenny Johnson. Yeah. Um, That's how I was about? raised, and clearly I look like a stable individual. You see, I've got totally my worked bow tie out. On. You came <laughs> into our studio <laughs> in a, a place of great serenity and peace, across the street from uh, <laughs> the body shop, the titty bar. I so I badly wanted to text you back and go like, oh, "I know where it is. I work there." <laughs> <laughs> we always like we we are not fans of the surrounding businesses. We love the Sunset Strip and we love West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But like we never want to give directions based on what businesses are around us because they're so embarrassing. But to me, you were like, "Yeah, I'll just tell her it's yeah, across from the body it's, shop," it's and I'm that, like, "Yeah, I know exactly where you're talking that about that place where you were hanging out with your girlfriends last night, yeah, you know, running Pink lines, Taco, all the and the body shop. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, <laughs> I this the was corner, a gay neighborhood. We're at the corner of Pink Taco and a titty bar. <laughs> we're two gay guys. Doing I know exactly where you Pink are. Taco. I know exactly. <laughs> Well, we had we opened up our party Terrorists line. Terrorists are now headed this way. <laughs> Terrorists are going to be headed this way when they hear the party Bring line it. question for Jenny Johnson. Um, let's see. We had one of your big fans. I love finally, She wanted to get the story behind the tweets, if you will. Okay? Oh, behind the tweets. This B-H-1. is Lori. <laughs> behind the tweets. I nearly died. Hi, right? this message is for Jenny Johnson when she's on your show. This is Lori, and she knows who I am. I am her number one fan of love her and we want to know a lot of my friends who love her too we want to know about butt sex has she ever done it and how many times thanks bye so let me just set the visual Lori and her friends sit around the house on who? Sundays going I wonder how many times Jenny Johnson has had butt sex or has she or has she ever I'm Have sorry I just up? made it a I didn't know that that's what she said but I it's funny that she said I'm one of her biggest fans she knows who I am <laughs> 
if she knew me well enough, she would know the answer to that. My thought would have be. Have you had butt She sex. might have even have had butt sex with you if she I knew you well maybe. enough. This is a I trap. I have to say, like, it's, it's a trap. I never have, but mm-hmm. honestly, it's like, it's because there's a vagina, like, right there. I yeah. know. Yeah, like, why Other am I. Options. Yeah, there's one option that's, they serve two purposes. <laughs> like, you know. No, I, I haven't because I have a perfectly good vagina. Yeah. Why would I? No. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a follow-up question. Have, have you ever been propositioned to have butt sex? Of course. Of course, yeah. It, before I even walked in this door, there was a guy who wanted to have <laughs> he, butt sex Jack, with me. Jack is fired. Everyone does. I mean, <laughs> but I think it's a thing it's for- It's the neighborhood. I don't know if it's a thing when guys do this because I do find that it's a fascination, like, you're seeing someone for a while and then they bring it up. Right. And and I don't know if it's like, I want to see how far I can get with you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you've let me do this and we've done this. Now, I, you know, it's like. What about that? Yeah. I don't know if it's, obviously, if it's better or worse or what the feeling would be because I don't have, despite what people say, I don't have a dick. Yeah, and you also don't have a prostate, too, which is sort of one of the advantages of butt sex, as I understand it. (laughs) Oh, is it like the sensation? (laughs) Well, men have an organ there that's very sensitive, and so if you start to have sex with their butts, they feel it. Are you listening, Brandon? Are you getting all this Because your prostate's like the size of a walnut, unless (laughs) you're one of the older gentlemen who it becomes enlarged. Yeah, exactly. So, Which is why older men like Rudy Giuliani are having so much sex in their butts, because it's so, you know, it feels so good. It's delicious. I guess that Eric, would it. you like your show back? Jenny no, Johnson no, I'm really sort of. I, I think this is we were off on an interesting sort of tangent. Yeah, I was just thinking. I don't actually call it butt sex because there is no. We don't have the, right. the extra option. It's just there's fucking and there's sucking, and if there's yeah. fucking, that's where it's happening. That's your so, vagina, right? It's sort of like yeah, the same. Yeah. Your man, but I don't. I don't know why a woman would do that either, since you have something that already does that. I think so, that but sometimes I don't know how women's. But stuff I, works don't anyway, you feel like so. it's sometimes maybe a little bit of like porn? Yes, I do. I totally think. Porn I think is that to blame. guys get a, a little like mixed up and realize that they don't know that these girls are getting paid to yeah. have everything stuck in them. But maybe right. it's great. I mean, I really yeah. I have no information have to, to bring say, about. I can only speak from obviously yeah. a different perspective. And to but, be fair, I I am totally fascinated by any and all porn. I think any kind of sex, like I I do yeah. have like a. I'm intrigued. Right, Just right. all of it is intriguing. But for me personally, I think, like, I, I don't see the need for me to have anal sex. Like, yeah. Because why? Yeah, I, I, that's, I, that was Curiosity, too. but that's guess, the only reason I could really, like, like no. but you could, like, try that with, like, you know, a hairbrush or something and see if, like, oh, yeah, that works for me or no. That's Just, like, oh, a Conair hairbrush, a rolling <laughs> brush. I don't know. <laughs> I would think the handle more than the brush. <laughs> You would think. Uh, you would think. Oh, I don't know. I don't know oh, what you're into, yeah. Jenny. I don't know. Nope. Oh, no, I just like the idea of one of those rolly brushes. She likes a brushes. stiff bristle. I just, you know, think of like <laughs> one of those hair brushes that nobody's pulled the hair out. You know, just one of those disgusting hair Oh, hairlines. my God. I'm thinking of like all the worst things Oh, ever. my God. Oh, I love it. I just, Y'all invited brilliant. me. I just want to keep I'm so excited. Me. I was just like, do we need to put a parental lock on our website now for the show? But I'll, I I know people I'm, I think that surely... That people have the word by now. Oh, yeah. It's been two years, Shirley. Yeah, absolutely. So, the part of the thing about Twitter, speaking of porn, the difference between you're not a Facebook person, really. I have like a personal Facebook page, but I only keep people that I went to high school with. Okay. So, you can have material for your Twitter feed on those people. I do. I totally do, but it's like there's. 
what I love about it is I went to a school that had like mostly black people and I find it like fascinating than the white people then there's a pretty large hispanic community in mm-hmm. a small group of indians wow and it it to me it makes it, it gets me off twitter and then i can go to this small community of people that i know that i've known forever uh-huh. and just catch up on yeah and, it, and i think there's something that's some it's actually endearing to me to see that they're just they have kids and they go to church mm-hmm. every sunday and it's like they're not harming anyone but i love that they believe strongly in things that I make fun of. <laughs> but it's sweet. It's like, I love it. You're not as but, jaded as me. Well, like, it's interesting because now you've left. Now you've left the South and moved out here. But yeah. that can often be the connection that we are able to maintain with the South if we're from there. Mm-hmm. It's like, there is something. It's like, that, that's really great that you still believe that. Not not yeah. some of the crazier stuff, but you know, like that, that you can be happy with that as yeah. your life, you know, and as for, for those of us who have this sort of grinding, desperate, bottomless insecurity right. that makes us want to be famous and known, yeah, it's refreshing to be around that, isn't it, Eric? Don't you think so? <laughs> I I have absolutely no experience with that. <laughs> well, like I was I'm watching, constantly surrounded, and I mean, live in an absolute vortex of endless self promotion. <laughs> And I have no experience. I have no experience. Do you have a little handheld like mirror that you just look absolutely? At, like, it's I'm looking at my out. I'm looking at my butthole right now with it underneath the table. <laughs> Aren't we all get yeah. that hairbrush yeah, out of there? Absolutely. Yeah, get that hairbrush. I'm get that dirty hard bristles. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but I was watching like I love documentaries. That's my favorite thing to watch. And mm. just have you ever seen Murder on a Sunday? No. What's that? Have you ever seen The Staircase? No. Oh my God! I'm about to. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, you're welcome. <laughs> this French guy did these two documentaries. One's just a one-shot deal, and then one's a 10-part series. Don't Google it. Just watch it okay. because it takes you a million different places. But Murder on a Sunday was the one. Sh- it was his first documentary. Uh-huh. And it's about this uh, black teenager who gets arrested for murder, mm. but he didn't do it. Mm. And all the signs point to the fact that he didn't do it. But watching it, his parents just holding hands and praying. I'm like, I'm not a really, really religious person. Right. But I respected their... Their faith. I respected their commitment it. Because right. they believed it. You know, and it was like, man, I wish I believed in... Yeah. I believe... I hope my iPhone didn't fuck up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, genuine. And, and this this kid didn't do it. I'm like, that is amazing. Like, yeah. I watch it and I almost kind of Did it envy. work out? Did God, like, intervene and get the kid off? God acquitted him. Oh, well, thank heavens. Yeah. He was or, acquitted I by... I guess literally. Jesus. <laughs> we are going to take a short break for a special report from one of our special correspondents. Really? And then we will be back here with Twitter phenomenon Jenny Johnson. Phenomenon. And this Eric Shaw Quinn guy who's still here after yeah, all these I'm years. I'm still here. And by the way, they're drinking tea. (laughs) Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the dinner party show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. And now, it's time for Street Beating with Jordan Ampersand. Another attempt to keep our critic at large out of our studio. Here's Jordan from somewhere else. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
people. I'm critic at large Jordan Ampersand, coming to you from the streets of West Hollywood, the capital of scented candles and lube. Halloween is almost up on us like a Puerto Rican Pilates instructor who's been into the Cuervo. Joining me today to give you fun tips for Halloween costume ideas are my favorite Andrew Christian models, Mauritius, TJ, and Boris. Hey, hey so let's start by hearing what you boys are going to Halloween as this year. Mauritius? I'm going as an Olympic swimmer. Hot. TJ? I'm going as a child in his underwear. Tropical. Boris? I am going as spray tan customer. Tropical. Okay. So as you just heard, folks, the secret to a good Halloween costume is underwear. And in order to show your underwear, your costume has to, like, not be very much. So who better to help us on that front than Les Sandals, the owner and manager of, say it with me, boys, Make It Slutty! This amazing store has seven locations in West Hollywood alone. Welcome to the dinner party show, Mr. Sandals. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, how did you get to be such a successful businessman in the WeHo community? Because you guys will buy anything. Okay, your stores are great at getting customers to pay top dollar for less clothing. What's your formula for success? We take regular clothes and then we remove most of them with scissors. You're also the inventor of legless shorts. Inventor? Yeah. Okay, yeah, some people would call it a thong, but whatever. So let's put your talent to use right now. I've got on diesel jeans, a Nike workout shirt, a propeller hat, and a fur throw I stole from a tricks floor, which probably means it's a rug, but whatever, I was chilling. How would you modify this ensemble to... Make it slutty! All right, the diesel jeans? Uh-huh. Take those off. Okay. See, now you're slutty. Okay, well, I guess that's easy. Uh, Mauritius, hold my jeans. I don't feel like putting them back on. Okay, but Mr. Sandals, Halloween presents special challenges to your customers and residents of WeHo at large. Only someone in your line of work can help us meet modification challenges required to make WeHo costumes super sexy and fun. So I'm going to give you a series of costume ideas, and you tell me how you'd modify them to... Make it slutty! Okay, here goes. Doctor. No pants. Dairy farmer. No shirt. Ebola patient. No hat. Spaceman. No suit from the neck down. Khaled Baha, Yemeni ambassador to the United Nations. A fright wig, green suspenders, and black angel wings. What? Sorry, I got bored. It happens in my line of work. All right, well, that's all the time we have today, Mr. Sandals. Thanks for joining us. Uh, put your pants back on before you walk home, kid. You don't want to drop that zucchini. Um, because you give me discounts. Thanks for joining me today, Mauritius, TJ, and Boris. Why don't we close this bitch out by hearing you say your favorite Halloween costume you've ever, ever done. Mauritius? My favorite Halloween costume I've ever done was a high school swimmer. Youthful. TJ? My favorite Halloween costume I've ever done was when I was a frat boy in his underwear. It was when I was in a frat. Brave. Boris? My favorite Halloween costume ever done was see-through bottle of lube. Convenient. All right. 
night, hookers. Well, have a great Halloween. Christopher and Eric are off to New Orleans to party with that Anne Rice lady who keeps coming on the show all the time, probably to keep Christopher from writing a tell-all. And I'll be here on the streets of West Hollywood with these bitches giving new meaning to underwear. Happy Halloween. Goodbye. Bye, girl. Bye. 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 You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Let's dish. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And I'm Jenny Johnson. Jenny Johnson is taking over our show. So there's another Jenny Johnson. There is, yeah. Poor she, thing. She's also blonde. Uh-huh. She also, she currently, you used to work in TV. News. And yes. you know they all look alike, all those blondes. All those blondes. We all look alike. Uh, yeah. It's so racist. It's so racist. <laughs> walk, a, walk a mile in my shoes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> White blonde girls have had it so hard. You know what it's like to have people seat you before other people? <laughs> and you came in after them? They're, no, no, take my seat. Brutal. Oh, it's brutal. Brutal. So hard. when you Google Jenny Johnson, the picture of this other Jenny Johnson, also blonde, comes up in Google Images. And then one square over is a picture of you shooting a bird at the camera. Or yes. giving the bird. Or not at literally. the other Jenny Johnson. <laughs> giving the finger. It's hard yeah. to tell. Yeah. Giving the finger. We call it the bird on the, the show bird. to make your mother happy. We don't use profanity. No, I'm just kidding. The um, finger? You think you consider the finger as a dirty word? No, I, she corrected. Fingering yes, is the bird is metaphorical. Fingering. No. I think that's actually fun. I don't think I that's love dirty. Fingering, I yeah, that's really we have one of some the best thing. Uh, fans on Facebook encouraging you to try anal if you haven't already. Amy Bellino says anal is not bad at all, and there is pleasure in diversity. Guess what, Amy? You're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> no, Burn! You're, no, you're not. Suck Amy. it. <laughs> Maybe, Nailed it. Rate me another one, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Wilkie says he might have to turn off the show because he's getting too excited. I bet you are, you fucking pervert. <laughs> Next. <laughs> William Matson says apparently you cannot use the hairbrush in the TDPS guest bathroom. <laughs> he sounds like a registered sex offender. He should not they, know that. All of That's our, a lot of information. All of know. our party people are registered sex offenders. Fantastic. Fact, yeah, it's one of their first qualifications. So earlier you were saying that you, used to, you were a TV news producer yes. and you used to be the person that would be talking into the ear of the anchor, yes. which prompted Eric Shaw Quinn to ask, was, was what they're hearing like your Twitter feed? Like, <laughs> tell her to punch her in the neck, stupid No, it would usually be because, like, as, as a new... I love that you just said that, by the way. I want to take a minute to enjoy that you just said that. Do you want to repeat it again? It really is. It was kind of beautiful. I snuck it in right at the end, but it was very Jenny Johnson. I want that, like, knitted on a pillow <laughs> in my house. Punch her in the neck. Punch her in the neck. Fucking cunt. Um, well, that's the great thing about being a producer. You can say those things in their ear, which is kind of hilarious, and they have to tolerate you. But you have to know who's a veteran and who won't break. Yeah. Like, know your audience. You, know? you have to know who the Sue Simmons is in your crowd. But as a, but as a news producer... <laughs> we have... As you were, Jenny. Okay. We, just, we have <laughs> this... We have uh, New York news anchor Sue Simmons lose, losing her mind on the... Where the fuck is Sue Simmons? The fuck are you there doing? There she is. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> Thank I you, Brandon. love when that happens. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, God. I can because watch news bloopers all week long. All day. One of all my favorite. The, the gag reel at the station was always the best part of the Christmas party. Yeah, absolutely. News people in general are horrible people. And I say this with like <laughs> the sweetest, most... Like the anchors usually 
aren't as fun, but producers, all we you write what the anchors say, mm-hmm. which is why you go, you sit in the booth, you put your headset on, you have to time the show out, and you have to say, we're going to kill this story, go here, you know, cut and hit. You have to make all these decisions, but when they go on a tear, if they say something wrong, like... What the fuck are you doing? Something, you know, like what I was telling you about Shepard Smith making mm-hmm. the comment about a kid mm-hmm. happily dancing out of a school and then having to go, put, he puts his finger to his ear, which is when you know they fuck up. Somebody's yelling at Anytime them. someone Uh-oh. fucks up, that's when you see the finger go in their ear because their <laughs> IFB is the producer going, what the fuck did you just say? No, that's a special needs kid. You don't, and then of course they yeah. try to backpedal, right. but- I love a blooper. Yes. Like, did you ever see the guy who did, uh, he went like, I think it's a YouTube, zero to ten, and and he goes ghetto? And he's doing this, like, amazing stand-up in Alabama, and he has this super, a black guy, very articulate, he's talking, and and all of a sudden a bug flies in his mouth, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? fucking country ass motherfucker god damn it i'm ready to get the fuck out of here this guy works in houston i love him his his name is isaac carey and i think he's fantastic and i have hung out with him and but he didn't give it he's like yeah fucking bug flew in my mouth (laughs) but it was the bug flies in his mouth and then he unleashes a tirade against the whole countryside that was my favorite part about the clip he's like what am i doing out here yeah this hot (laughs) bugs shit that's how i would feel like every time especially like hurricanes come through and we're all locked in and that's the worst because you're just trapped you live in a newsroom I love the ones who have to go stand out on the ramparts and be hang on to the railing I love it there's shit's blowing signs and cattle are flying by in the background (laughs) yeah it's really blowing up out here Bob we would sit there and like right before the show you, you sit at a conference table all the producers do this is what my mom doesn't understand which I think is hilarious because she believes if you're on camera you're the best mm-hmm. if you're not on camera you're not good so she didn't understand like, <laughs> like we like, were running no, Jenny, the show you have to like, stay off camera like no, all Jenny. the producers executive yeah. producers are running it the reporters have to sit behind us right. like, and we tell them where to go right there was this one lady that I worked with and she'd been there forever she'd had some work done it fell. Oh dear. And oh, then, no. it, yeah, but man, if there was some shooting in the worst part of town, it's like, hey, go. Because <laughs> she did not give a shit. She wow. would fucking elbow and get right. I'm like, I'll take her all day long. Yeah. She doesn't give a shit. But then there's some who are like, I want the lead. Mm-hmm. I want the best story. I want to go on the chopper and <laughs> right. cover the flood that's happening. Why don't I get that? Because. You suck. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes you, you. No one likes you. You didn't get me a nice present at Christmas. But Fuck there off. Be, go to hell. The thing I missed the most was when we would get the camera guys who would just go and take a feed. Right. And they would... There's no reporter. It's just them holding a camera and they have a microphone. And we're, we're just trying to get a sound bite. Right, right. And the outtakes from that were... <laughs> amazing like <laughs> drive-by shooting and they would send us the full thing knowing we would all laugh and have to edit it down oh. but it would be you know a woman wearing a boys to men t-shirt feeding her baby coke out of a bite baby bottle <laughs> and then somebody behind her takes the opportunity to show off his rapping skills when we're covering a drive-by shooting yeah. someone's just been murdered right. together, and some guy will be like what what well come on out of fifth ward <laughs> 
kind of want to run with this. This is yeah. actually better. Right, yeah. This is the story I'd actually like to do, but I'm going to have to stay with the, the drive A thousand times by. more fascinating. Yeah. It takes all kinds to make a yeah, world. Man. Is that why you switched to Twitter? Well, I, when I was working there is... When I got on Twitter, because like MySpace happens, you have to get on that. Mm-hmm. Everything that wow, was... remember that? Like, I know. and then it just wasn't. I keep thinking the it's same t- thing about Facebook and Twitter. Is it going to be like MySpace, where it's just and then it's just gone? Is MySpace Tom dead now? Does it? Does, it who, oh who's yeah, checking MySpace on him? Tom. Is, who's checking he's on him? He's doing a bunch of crystal meth in the <laughs> basement, masturbating. Right? Like he's they can't get it's out. I had life. it and then I lost it. I had Fucking it all. Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. Right? Yeah. So okay, so you got on MySpace and that's how you ended up on Twitter? Well, it's just you have to get on any form of social yeah. media and what what happens. To survive is, in the endless self promotion well, when context. I when I posted the picture of uh the guy who got Ebola and his sister that they pulled from <laughs> his Facebook page. Right. I loved that post. But that was so perfect. Facebook I can't tell you how many times it's like, oh, this 17-year-old kid wraps his car around a tree, check his MySpace page, you know, his Facebook page to get his picture because it's public and we could use right. it and that could be the graphic that we right. use. Yeah. And unfortunately, that poor sister. Oh, God. Yeah, that really really was a tragic quote. Like, surely there was a more serious, yeah, a better picture of him. Like, really. All of it was off. (laughs) All the crazy. I I know, it's horrible. Just because people don't, if people don't know, they posted a picture of the the doctor in New York who has Ebola, and the shot that they're using for him on the news is a shot of him and his sister. And his sister's making, like, duck fish face. Like, hey, girl. Stupid. Like, she's making a silly face on purpose like she's right. eating his head and and the whole thing is silly Jenny between reached siblings out. Jenny's heart was touched and she mm-hmm. reached out and said like this woman isn't having a bad enough week yeah, her brother like, has Ebola and they use this picture on the national news you're on the front page of papers Jesus. and websites oh. oh good you picked that picture right that's <laughs> cool. terrific it's like if I pick one I'm leaning back and I look like I don't have a chin I'm like oh thanks that's, that's a good terrific yeah. I appreciate it. but when, so when Twitter comes about news director says new thing you know, everybody should get on this in right. case. And as it turned out, you know, getting on like CNN breaking news and how quickly news stories break on Twitter, it turned out to be like an amazing thing. But as I got on my page, I try at Jenny Johnson. Of course, that's already taken. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I did the high five because I like high fives. Uh-huh. And I'm born in May, number five. Oh, you know, okay. I have a little lucky number. And you were high. And I was high all the time. Oh, You're high right now. Uh-huh. No. We get no, it was already. actually HI. So like, yeah. Hi, I'm Jenny Johnson. Hi, howdy. <laughs> um, but then I started like, okay, I had always freelanced wrote, mm-hmm. and I would freelance for like magazines that were freebies around town. I lived in Austin, San Antonio, Houston. It just went nowhere. Right. It kind of circulated the neighborhood through nothing. Circular, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'll start writing my jokes on here. Mm-hmm. I have no followers. I mean, it's not a, you know, the first person I followed was CNN Breaking News, and then... Sandra Bernhardt. I mean, like, I was like, yeah, okay, let's... And then when I started seeing that comedians would start writing these jokes, I began doing this almost like a weekend update. Like, I would write my story for my broadcast, but then I would take it and, like, tweet a joke of, you know, I was doing it... Right. And all of a sudden... Sending yourself up. and And I was kind of like, you know, Slightly giving a bit of myself, but then also being a little bit protective, right? Because I was married at the time and I had stepkids, and you know, I don't want to do anything that mm-hmm. I don't want them to be in the spotlight. If I'm, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't want to bust them with some joke or something. But 
unless I did it and it was so far fetched. Like I remember one time I said it, that I backed over uh, my stepdaughter with my car because she <laughs> ate the last bowl of Apple Jacks. <laughs> and of course, anybody who would believe that, but yeah, there's, right. there's that one that was yes, like, there's always that's the child one. abuse. How could you do that? There's like, always the one. <laughs> really? Great. That's what you're going with is child abuse? Hold really? on. I'm, I'm going to play this short promo, literally a 30 second promo, and we're going to be back with Jenny Johnson. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important <laughs> meal of the day. Oh, we're live? Oh, yeah. We're back. That was it. That was the yeah. whole promo. Don't relax. What was that yeah, a promo dude. for? It was, we're bells? Now, we're now. <laughs> yeah. You're just it promoting was, fucking bells? It was the Bells Hey, guys. Promo. Bells are brought still there. You, brought to you by Liberty bells. Bell if you want to go take a trip. There's handbell choirs. Don't. Sometimes people use them to call family to dinner on farms. Bells. Well, that's never that's... forget. When we're back, let's go. Back. <laughs> that's like the worst promo I've ever heard in my life. I've seen some shitty commercials. That may be it. Ding, ding, ding. So, and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back with Jenny Johnson. Amazing. And now you know why uh, the Twitter account thing worked out so well. What is the next one just a hair dryer? Just <laughs> Literally, Con Air. Everyone Blow in the your studio hair dryer. is on the floor laughing. Fucking flu. I can't, I can't pull it back again. <laughs> <laughs> next one's vacuums. <laughs> Shits in your carpet. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Twitter thing worked out great. So the Twitter thing worked out great. It worked out. It did. <laughs> and you have a book coming out uh, next, <laughs> next. Appro- appropriately tired, titled Immature Adult. <laughs> <laughs> if that wasn't a nice setup. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, there's the promo. We'll just we'll just send that. We'll have right? them send that to Harper we'll, Collins. We'll email you that the, that particular yeah. take, and it can be, the, be it can be your ad for the book. <laughs> We've got it on video and on audio. It's a live so, yeah. show. Okay. Oh god, no, no, that was good. not anymore. It's over. So, so when is the when is your book coming out? <laughs> this summer. This summer. Yeah, I think around yeah, July. Yeah, just like, drive down the street, hurling it out the window at people. I am. I'm gonna fucking slap the shit out of people with it. That's awesome. I hope I wrote enough pages. I want it to hurt. Yeah. How yeah, many pages really, is? Otherwise, it? they won't remember your book. You both know you've written books. I'm yeah. sending just it, it's a book of essays, so I'm right. consistently, you know, I was just sending every essay in, and so I had no idea. I was like, <laughs> and then I finally called my book editor, and I was like, just tell me when I'm done. Like I don't even know. Should I stop? I'm like, I feel like I've been writing this for 15 years. You just, I've, like, I've got one about bells I could do. I, <laughs> I may go home and write that one. <laughs> Uh, we can bells. make the book. Is it too late? No. It should make. It can be like a bonus. Yeah, like maybe like an eye bonus chapter. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think that would be lovely. That's fantastic. Bells are great, y'all. <laughs> I like a bell. <laughs> oh my god! Those okay, are dinner chimes. They're dinner chimes, but it's it's. We're, this is dessert. That's what the promo says. Now we're eating dessert. Your dessert. You're not eating we're anything. Eating. You're not even drinking. We he has are... a fucking fiber one bar in front of him. <laughs> Narrating the show. Yeah. I love it. Behind the scenes with Behind Jenny Johnson. You have a platter of Eric Shawquin's homemade shortbread cookies and finger sandwiches. I had one of the cookies yeah. out there. What kind of sandwiches are these? There's smoked salmon and cucumber and uh, egg and cress. 
What do your wives think about that? <laughs> <laughs> They're at home baking more. <laughs> As we speak. Well, Your wives must us be about, so excited. It, it's the butt <laughs> sex that they're in You even uh, cut ho- the crust off of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we used the crust I only for made the sex. cookies. Oh I only God. made the cookies. Oh, the sugar cubes. Oh, we're yeah. almost oh, yeah. out of it's time. It's very prissy up in here. I love it's it. I want to come back. Guy. It's the will you, will you come back and be on our show again? Because we're almost out of time. I totally will. Well, because you live here. Now that I know that you live in Los Angeles. I live right down the street. You're going to have to stop avoiding I live at the body shop Stop avoiding us. You're gonna have to come on the show now that we know that you're actually here. Go to Jenny's Anytime. house. We need a guest. Go knock on our door. Yeah, and go get Jenny and drag her ass Anytime. over here. I will, I will happily fill in. Excellent. Excellent. I will come sit in and ruin your show. Absolutely. And I'm sorry to the maker of bells. <laughs> I hope that I didn't lose a sponsor for you. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to show. mock. Formally brought to you by Bells. By Bells. Ding. Oh, my God. They ding. Oh, my God. That's I want to go call this on the iTunes synopsis, the funniest show we've ever done, but I'll insult every other comedian who's been on the show fuck before, them. Jenny. But fuck <laughs> them. They're not coming back. Caprice Caprain. They hate Ca- Caprice they're like, Caprain. The, they're like the bell of the show. <laughs> they're the bells. Caprice Caprain? Caprice Caprain. Caprice Caprain. Caprain's okay, my favorite. Christopher has officially lost it. I love I'm it. I'm so happy. It. I've lost it. I better close you did it, it out Jenny. now. I, Jenny Johnson made me You guys, it. we did it together. We did. I feel good. <laughs> we did it together. Team sport. Team, guys. Go team. Uh, all right. We will be back uh, next week. We're going to bring you a report from the Lestat Coronation Ball in New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be flying Jenny Johnson down to join us for that with her with bells on. Right? Bells on. <laughs> and that's it. Only <laughs> bells. bells. Only bells. I'll put one in my butthole so that nobody comes and tries to have anal sex with me. (laughs) I'm Christopher Wright. I'm Eric Shawcroft. I'm Jenny the Bell Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for joining us on this very special bell-driven episode of the Dinner Party Show. Thank you. Ta-ta.